Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hello? Hello, how are you? I'm very good, how are you? Good, how can I help you? I just wanted to call and say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, this is John Edward calling. I'm so humbled that you invited me on your show. Thank you so much, and good luck. Thank you. you you're the best. All because right. that's, you are All so right. right. You're right on the team. You have not said nothing that I don't know anything about. Your colors are fantastic. That's wonderful. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable. I felt good tuning in. Uh, I just got good energy when the reminder of the show came across my profile. And uh, Mm -hmm. the fellow hosting it has had really great guests and good energy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it it, it feels really good. Uh, May everybody's heart's desires uh, be divinely blessed. Very good. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for giving me a chance to be on your show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much, Tori, for joining me. Oh, it was a pleasure. We could have done two hours, Michael, you know? <laughs> One more. One okay. More. Please, want to be me. It is you, dear, 727. Oh my God! I was just thinking I was talking to anybody. You <laughs> were talking to Michael. Oh I my was God! Oh, good evening, everybody, and welcome. You're listening to Be the Light Now Radio, and I'm your host, Forever and Michael. It is Thursday, April fifth, two thousand and twelve. What a beautiful day it is in hot, humid, dry Florida. Anyways, I hope everyone has been having a wonderful week. Mine has been kind of crazy, kind of strange. Did messages from Spirit Night over at the center tonight. Lots of spirit activity, so uh, it's always enjoyable. 
Speaking of enjoyable, we have a phenomenal guest like we always do. I'm going to find her in a queue. There she is. And it's interesting. I've had readings where I've had to do for people that um, are coming from our next guests and try to adjust the time difference is kind of interesting to do. So help me bring all the way from Australia, help me welcome to the show, Kat Edwards. Hello, Kat. Hi, how are you? Doing wonderful, dear. How are you this evening? Or daytime, I'm great, actually. thank you. Yeah, it's midday here in Australia on Friday. So tell everyone a little bit more about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a natural-born clairvoyant. Um, grew up seeing lots of spirits and ghosties in my house. Uh, born in Scotland, we came to Australia when I was four. And um, I have to say it was more of a curse than a blessing. Uh, growing up with that because I had no idea how to control it and nobody believed me. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who have had similar experiences. And um, so as I went along, every time I got frightened by a ghost, they'd leave a little energy signature. As you know, everything is an energy exchange. And um, so they'd leave me knowledge about what they were or who they were. And it wasn't so much as my name's Fred and I used to be, uh, you know, a carpenter or something like that. It was more like um, I'm an earthbound spirit. Well, I mean, as a child, I used to just call them the bad ones. And, um, and I'm stuck and I know you can see me and I know that you can hear me. And I also know that you don't, you're defenseless against me, so I'm going to play some sport on you and frighten the hell out of you. So that that was when I was a child, and when I became 15, I got my first uh, job, and I bought my first deck of tarot cards trying to find out who the hell I was and why this was happening to me, because we lived in an outback mining town called Mount Isa, which was uh, very religious, and people saw me as somebody who was evil, and they didn't bother getting to know me, and I felt quite uh, distant from everyone because I couldn't... You know, I couldn't connect with anybody, so it was quite difficult until I managed to leave home and, and I got back on track with people who were more spiritually orientated. So that that's the beginning of it. As as I grew, I, I got into the spirituality of yoga and Buddhism and um, I went on my path and I became uh, a student of homeopathy, uh, but I became very ill and almost died. Uh, because of having lived in Mount Isa where there's a, a lot of um, emissions pumped into the air and um, there's also, at the time anyway, back in the 90s, there was also some um, bugs in the water which made me quite sick. So I had to finish up with med school before I could, you know, I really started and I ended up a single mother of two boys and I had to follow my ba my gifts and talents and I became a professional spiritual advisor and then I went on and became um, a justice of the peace here in Queensland and um, I, then I also became a civil funeral celebrant and for quite a while I just focused on doing funeral services. So that's my background. Interesting background. So uh, I guess I could still ask this one question is uh, what's the one thing now that you've grown and, uh, you know, I've accepted your gifts. What's the one thing that you like about doing this type of work? Oh, uh, helping people. 
That that's the number one thing. Um, I had to do a certificate for in uh, small business last year, and we had to boil down who we are to our essence. And it's not your name, it's not what you're good at, it's what is your essence of your personality. And mine was honour life and encourage success. And um, the the thing that's always driven me with my spiritual work is in honouring life and encouraging the success of others. And in doing so, by default, I would be honouring my own life and encouraging my own success. So that would be the, the, the biggest driving force for me. And what's the one thing that you dislike about uh, this type of work? Um, the attitude of ignorant people. Yeah. The stereotype in the media and the attitude of ignorant people. And um, people who, uh, I'm not going to name things, but people who are involved in different religious groups who do what we do but give it a different name and then turn around and say that we're the bad ones. That kind of an, you know, it's, I've got to a point now where I'm beginning to feel indifferent towards that, but I, I've seen it firsthand and it's kind of just uh, spun me out a little bit when I first saw it and I thought, oh my goodness, how can you say I'm bad when I help so many people and I do so much um, in honouring the thing that you call God and I call the great spirit of life, how can how can I somehow be a bad person? I'm not taking that on. I'm not taking on any of that anymore. So that that would be the, the main thing, that stereotype that somehow we're all a bunch of charlatans and it's all just hocus-pocus and we're all playing and we're all wearing gypsy outfits and, um, you know, doing just airy-fairy stuff. There's so many spiritual professionals out there with their feet in the, solidly in the ground with professional backgrounds, especially these days. I meet so many people who've come from the corporate world who've been slapped over the head with their spirituality. They can't ignore it and they're following that path and they're making a success of it because they're finding that they can enjoy their work because they're helping other people and they're growing. And they just couldn't do that when they were in a, a grey suit you know, doing the nine to five. Yeah, it's definitely a hard one uh, when people, um, I call them two-faced. Yeah. You know, they'll say one thing and they'll be doing the same the same thing we're doing, and yet, you know, what they're doing is correct and okay, but what we're doing is wrong. And, uh, you know, here in the States, I have, you know, we have so many people that are like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're everywhere. And, um, you know, the, the thing is, you've just got to live and let live. They're where they're, they are at, uh, and that's their part in their evolution. And all roads lead to home. So eventually, um, they'll something will happen in their lives personally that will make them realize that there's more to what they've learned, and they'll start to look deeper. And then one day they'll have a conversation with somebody who has a different perspective and their mind will be open enough to hear it and they'll start to realize that the measure of a person is in their heart and in their intention. It's not in what belief system they follow. So and I see also you're, uh, you're a guest speaker at spiritual churches in uh, in your region. Yes, 
Yeah, so I've got um, I'm going over to the Bribey Island Spiritual Church this month actually. I've got a booking there, so I really enjoy doing that because I often channel something to uh, give to them, uh, to speak to them, and I don't know what I'm going to talk to them about. That's going to come to me on the day, and um, I give clairvoyant readings. It's really great. Cool. So you finally found your little niche that you can uh, have your inner self come out and uh, and be who you really are. Yeah, I think so. I think that it happens with a lot of people who are in this industry. You can try and get away from it, but it'll always draw you back because it's within you. It's deep within you, and that that's the thing. You know, I tried to get away from it. I tried to get. Uh, uh, real world job so to speak a 9 to 5 job it didn't work I ended up just keeping coming back to my spiritual path my spiritual work and in the end once I surrendered uh, everything began to fall into place for me and things happen you know, good things happen all the time because I've followed that path and it doesn't matter what path of, of life you're in as long as you're being true to yourself then um, you're going to find that more and more doors open as as you go forward with that. And you might be somebody who's an accountant and you're not passionate about that job. And what you'd really like to be is a sculptor. And if you did that as a part-time thing, as a hobby, and you began to market that, you know, just part-time, and you began to feel like you could surrender to that, and slowly but surely that might pick up and, and doors might just open and things might just happen for you to give away the job you're not passionate about and for you to take up the thing that you really love the most. And uh, now this time in history is the time when that is happening more and more for people and more and more people are beginning to realize that they can and, and they should take up their passion because that's the way that we can evolve as a human race. So true. Um so you also work with a team of spirit guides. Yes, I have uh, five spirit guides. I just call them the old ones. And um, I've never actually seen their faces. I've seen their silhouettes in gold, um, golden energy. Uh, I see spirit in energy. I used to see them as apparitions, but I had a bit of a dodgy Reiki experience when I was 18 by a lady who got a bit freaked out by me. And I don't know how she did it, but she managed to shut down my ability to see spirit. And it was like being on a highway, but you're blind. So I, uh, I in Mount Isa, it's a mining town. There's lots of guys die every year. And um, so I was surrounded by lots of earthbound spirits and couldn't see any of them. So I had to work fast to try and redevelop my spiritual sight. And now I see spirit in a uh, energetic form, and I see the ones that are good pulsate, and the ones that are not so good spiral. And as I've gone along, I can see them in uh, humanoid form. I can see them in a cloud, and then they might produce a hand or a face. And as far as my guides go, um, it's a development of a relationship that I've had with them for quite some years. And now you get to the point where. It's like having your best friends hang around with you, but you can't see them, but you can feel them. So for the listeners, if you've ever been hanging out with your best friends, maybe you've gone to the movies or you're sitting in 
a chair, you know, in the lounge room and you're watching a movie, you, you're not looking at your best friends, but you can feel them all around you and you feel that sense of comfort and that sense of belonging. And that's the feeling that I get when I'm with my guides. And because I'm with them all the time, I I never feel like I'm fully alone. <laughs> if you were a psychiatrist, you might think I was a bit crazy. <laughs> oh, no. Never never feel – when you do you have your guides with you all the time. If you're feeling lonely, um, that's your own doing, uh, you know, I believe, because, you know, our guides are always with us, helping us, and, uh, you know, whenever we need them to be around. Yeah. Yeah, I – I, I agree and I disagree. I think that human contact, physical human contact, hanging out with someone, having a cup of tea, having a chat is important. And I've certainly experienced lonely times in my life. And uh, my guides were there, but they weren't physical people that I could hug or chat to. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. We have to have the uh, the physical connection as well. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, for me, it's like you know, even when I'm feeling lonely and nobody else is around, um, you know, I know I can communicate with the spirit world and um, you know get some messages and um, not feel as lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that nice connection that you have, and then. Um, you know, nice things happen for you as you're going along in life. I had to go to a meeting in the city yesterday and I jumped in my car and I was driving up the street and somebody had parked too deep into the street and I had to swerve to not crash into their parked car. And as that happened, I had a premonition that there was a possible car accident coming up for me on my journey. So I said to myself, well, I'm not having a car accident. Well, I, I uh, only told my boys that I love them and said goodbye to them that way. I didn't kiss them goodbye. I, that's not going to be the last time I see them. And I talked to myself about how this was not going to be something that affected me. And then as I was driving along, probably about 45 minutes later, I came to a very steep rise and a bus stopped at the pinnacle of the rise and an impatient person swerved around that bus, went into my lane and almost caused a head-on collision with me. But because I was poking along, <laughs> saying to myself, I'm not going to have this, it's not happening to me, I was actually on the curb side of the road and far enough away from that person that they didn't create contact. So my guide saved my life yesterday. And um, they can do that for anybody. They really can. How do you suggest people talk to their guides? Okay. Well, firstly, you need to establish a relationship with them. And that means that you need to establish trust. And the book I always tell people to go to is this lovely little book that I was first given on my journey to becoming a um, professional. It's called Angel Speak. And it tells you how to talk to your angels, but you can apply it to your guides. And it gives a five-step process of uh, sitting still, clearing your mind, surrounding yourself by light, therefore giving yourself psychic protection. And then you sit with a pen and a paper and you write whatever comes into your mind. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be all gobbledygook. What you're trying to do is tune in. So just like the radio, 
when you're trying to tune into a station. At first there's static and there's interference and then you start to hear the words of the broadcasters and eventually it becomes crystal clear as you find that exact you know 106.9 or whatever the the name of the 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 bandwidth of the radio station is as you tune and you get it that's that's the one that is right for you and that's what it is with you and your guides it's a tuning in process so sitting and writing exactly what comes into your mind you you sit you surround yourself by light you breathe and make yourself quiet you call in your guides of the highest unconditional light that's really really important because you don't want to be speaking to joe blogs the dead guy who's wandering around and doesn't know he's dead properly or um you know is dead but doesn't know how to go to the light or maybe he's just not so very nice we don't want to be talking to people like that who've croaked and they're off on their journey we want to be talking to our guides so we must be very 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 specific and ask for our guides of the highest unconditional love and then we also say we will only speak with benevolent b-e-n benevolent beings who have unconditional love for me so you are only speaking with your guides of the highest unconditional love who are benevolent and only have unconditional love for you. And then write down whatever comes into your head and allow it to just flow and try not to think too much about, you know, your shopping list, what happened on the weekend, what Henry said to you yesterday, um, is the dog sick or is he just you know, eating eating some grass because he feels like it. Don't worry about any of that. Just for five, ten minutes, just focus on this. And then afterwards, thank you, guides, and ask them to let you move forward and say, my spiritual work is done. And surround yourself with light again. And you say, my spiritual work is done. I am closed from spiritual work, however, I remain open for any messages that need to come my way. And you've closed yourself down so you don't end up having um, that dead guy who croaked three years ago who doesn't go to, hasn't gone to the light but wants to hang out with you. You don't have him hanging out with you because you don't want that. We can help people like that cross over into the light, but that's no, no good for the novice. Um, and then so if you do this exercise daily or weekly, you begin to learn A, automatic writing, which is a skill in itself, and B, you begin to make that connection with your guides. Then you can start to do other things like jump in the car, okay, I've got to go down to a doctor's appointment, there's two directions I could take, and you ask your guides, hi guides, how are you, unconditional love, all of that, you know, white light yourself, um, what's the best direction? and ask them to take you there, uh, the fastest, easiest direction. And uh, follow the directions you get. You get flashes in your mind, or you might get words in your mind. You might just get a feeling. It just depends on you. But follow those directions, and you'll find that it's fun, and that you avoid traffic jams, you avoid red lights, you avoid... Um, difficulties of stop start that you might not you might have if you hadn't asked them and then you can also ask them to arrange for a car park for you I often do this as a, a hospital that I have to go to because one of my sons has autism and we go there quite a bit and it's always packed 
in the car park. So as I drive in, I just say, oh, hey, guys, can you arrange a car park for me? And sure as eggs, I get a, I get a spot every time because I get a direct thing. No, don't, do, don't go into this part of the car park. Go into the next one. Okay, turn right here. Okay, slow down, wait. All right, drive forward. And the next thing I know, I've got my park. It happens all the time. But it's a matter of building up that trust and allowing it to come through. From there, then you can start saying to them, okay, well, I want to help read for others. How do I do that? And you'll start getting uh, direction to books, direction to speakers or teachers, and you'll begin to start seeing that your guides are directing you to the teacher because you're the student who is ready, and things begin to flow for you as you spiritually grow. Well, why don't we start taking a couple of calls and see who we can help tonight or today. Okay. All right. Shauna from California, you're on the air. Hello, Kat. Hello, Mike. How are you? Wonderful, Hi, Shauna. Hi. Kat, I would like to ask you some guidance. What do you see for my future relationship with the person that kind of keeps me at this time backed off for some reason. I don't understand what's going on and I don't understand what future holds for me and this man. Okay. The first thing that I'm getting for you, Shauna, is to just take some control. If he's going off and doing what he wants, don't be the person who's hanging around waiting on him if he's not being respectful towards you then he's not worth it your heart is a precious gift and if he's being flippant about that gift that gift is not for him so i would ask you to remember that your heart is a precious gift and start to just take your own power back so it's if he's off and he's doing his own thing you go off and do yours and you begin to have more conclusions about what you want and where you're going and really start to consider whether or not he is worth keeping in the picture, worth holding on to and is someone you can see a future with. And Love aside, being practical about your direction in life is really important because you're an individual, but you're also a kind-hearted, good person who doesn't need to be stuffed around. So I'd, I'd really ask you to take some control of your life back and not allow him to treat you like that. Does that make well, sense? Well, say that he treats me badly. There is a reason that he backed off. There was a serious reason. Um, we are still good friends, mm. but... I was wondering if you see that he will come back into my life because, well, you know, I'm not always available um, and we've been actually friends for a very long time and I was hoping for more, but at some time I was not sure either what I wanted. So he, I wouldn't say that he treated me badly. He, is, he treated me with respect. Do you think that he will come back to my, into my life? I I do, but I don't know if it'll be in the same capacity as before. 
okay? I, I'm going to stand by what I said before. I don't, I don't think that um, your gift is what he needs. I don't see him coming back to you as a lover. Um, I can see a friendship or a relationship there, but I cannot see a lover there. I can see a lover for you. I can see a great relationship, a long-term husband-type person for you, but I don't believe that it would be him. Do you think that I need someone else for a long-term relationship? Yes. Do you know how soon this will happen? I'm getting it. I don't get dates. I get periods, and I'm getting a period of two around you. So... Two months to two years. I'd be surprised if you meet them within the next two days or two weeks, but, I mean, it is Easter time. You could be at a barbecue and meet them. Um, you you have uh, a beautiful heart, and but you have... You strike me as somebody who's quite alive and you have um, challenges in keeping... Mom. Oh, so, is, is she there? Are you there? Hold on, let's see what Hello? happened. Nope, we ended up losing her. Oh, I heard a lot of shouting in the background. Yeah, and then she lost, uh, the call was dropped, so I'm not sure what happened there. Oh, well. Okay, well, good luck with everything, Shauna, if you're still listening in. I think that you have uh, a lot to give the world, and I think that you have a lot of travel ahead of you. Um, but there will be a lot of decisions as well over the coming weeks and months. Go ahead. We'll go ahead and take uh, Nathaniel, also from California. Hello, Nathaniel. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. Do you have a specific question for me? Um, I was hoping maybe a finance or a romance. Which one's more important to you? Uh, finance right now. Yeah, okay. So your job prospects haven't been really good? Um, not right now, no. Okay. Um, the the message I'm getting is you've been dreaming big and you just have to relax on that dream and mm. settle down into a new focus just for a little bit and then get back to the dream. Mm. Okay? Um, you're not in the media or industry, are you, of any kind? Uh, not really, but um, I do have a talk show on Blog Talk. Oh, do you? Okay. Because the vision that I had was cameras on you. So, but you're blog, you're on Blog Talk. <laughs> okay, so you are in the media. Well, um, kind of. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, media isn't just your normal, you know, um, radio stations and television stations anymore. New media is is the internet and it's big so uh, now I'm studying communications at university at the moment and I've just done a whole big subject on new media so it's uh, not being ignored a little bit more time needed to establish itself in the meantime, um, they're saying don't stop doing what you're doing but expand on it. So 
I don't know what you're doing for a crust, but if you can expand on that work, then now's the time to make that happen too. I can see more work coming your way. I can see you working very hard. Um, and I can see also saying, well, you know, is there more to life than this? And I think there is. Um, and, uh, you know, there is also a possibility of an opportunity that will come your way. If you want to talk to me afterwards on um, catedwardsclairvoyant.com, I can talk to you about an opportunity that can that is a possibility for you to come your way. But in, in the meantime, just uh, keep your head in the light and your mind in the light, I mean. And um, don't forget who you are and what your dream is and what your passion is because that is going to come into fruition. I think that you're not writing a book at the moment, are you? Because there's um, books, CDs and travel around you. Okay. I, I, you know, I've really been thinking about this book. I've been, uh, you know, I haven't, I'm not exactly sure. Should it be like an autobiography or should it be a kind of how-to book or something? Or? I think you've got that dream coming up in a vision. I'm not oh. getting the answer to that. I'm getting that for you. That's a personal choice. But I will tell you something. Um, explore your market. Find out what your market wants. And then write for your market. You'll make more money than writing for you. So okay. find out what's going on with your market and what they want first. Because, um, you know, the the shopkeeper that buys for themselves never makes any money. But the shopkeeper that buys for the for their market makes a fortune. Um, so think about that. Do your demographics. Work it out. And then start playing to them. Because that's what they, they're, they're waiting. They're waiting. They're banging at the door wanting you to write for them about something they want to know about. And it's only a matter of you um, doing, doing the revision and finding out. I, um, I interview a lot of people who are authors who have a lot of books that don't go anywhere. I have some that do, but a lot of them don't. And it's because they've written for themselves, they've not written for their market. And they have a quality product, but the market aren't interested. Mm. So I'd, I'd uh, say to you, yeah, you do have a good... I see CDs as well, and I see speaking tours. So I think that you can make this really happen. But I also wonder if there's something that you're not focusing on that you're good at, a hobby or something that you have made a lot of achievements in, that you're not thinking, oh, this is the thing I should write about, but it's actually something you should look at. Because you have several subjects you could write on to build up your personal brand. So think about that. But you, there, there can be more of an opportunity for you work-wise, um, but I'd like to talk to you about that off air. So... Uh, go to my website, www.catedwardsclairvoyant.com and press the contact us thing and, and um, contact me and I'll talk to you more. But in the meantime, yeah, find out how, um, what, uh, yeah, find out your demographic and what they want because they're just only going to buy more and more and more of what they want. Pregnant women are always going to buy books about baby names, you know. They're always going to buy um, the latest cute outfit or uh, books about how to do up a nursery. They're never going to buy things about, um, you know, the 
the most dry subject there is about pregnancy. So, I mean, I'm just giving an example. So, you know, do, you'll you'll work it out. Just do go with your market. That's that's the main message. And um, yeah, things will begin to pick up for you. I don't think that there'll be so much of a slump for you anymore soon. Hey, well, great. Well, thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Nathaniel. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. There's so many people, I, I keep getting the same thing from Spirit, is uh, so many people need to be writing. Yes. Yes, absolutely, I agree. And I think that if you are writing, you are allowing the channeling process to happen. And with the channeling process, uh, more and more positive information is coming into the world. And we're in the information age, and people are just, lapping up information. They want more and more and more. The people who are making big money at the moment are doing it in writing courses and making information available to others. Yeah, writing is a good uh, good release. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. I love writing. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it to anyone. Even if you don't think you're a good writer, yeah, get your words out. Get your words out and Tell your story. You might not want to give it to anyone to read, but tell your story anyway. It's cathartic for people to tell their life story. Most people like to talk about themselves. And uh, you can do it through poetry. You can do it through stories. You can do it as um, an autobiography. You can um, write about anything you're good at. You might think you, when you look in the mirror you're not much to look at. But you know what? That mind that you have is a genius. It is an amazing computer in flesh and blood. It is the most amazing computer on earth and it's inside your head. Access it and use it. Begin to write stories, begin to write novels, begin to write music, songs, prose, anything you can. The more you do that, the more inspiration you access the more spiritual growth you'll have. And then when you also uh, go back and reread it, you're like, wow, did I write that? Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that cool? I've got yeah, stuff I've I wrote that. when I was 18. Yeah. yeah. Even a couple of years ago, I've uh, written stuff and, and self-published it into a book, and I'm rereading it. I'm like, wow, where did that come from? Isn't it good? As sometimes it doesn't come from you. It comes from your guides. It comes from your muse. Yep. But it's, it's okay. Because you're the one selling it and you're the one making the money. And we all need to make money in this world, even if we are spiritual. Until things change, that's the way it is. Yeah, and spirit uh, accepts, you know, wants us to go ahead and uh, be comfortable. Mm. Uh, but, you know, when people start getting greedy and, uh, you know, where it becomes all about the money, that's when uh, they get in trouble with spirit. At least that's the way I feel. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The ego... Ego is an interesting thing, you know, because we cannot express ourselves without our ego. If we didn't have it there to push us forward into the world, we wouldn't be able to connect with other people and express who we are and all of that jazz. But at the same time, ego also holds on to the darkness in us, the self-doubt, the fear, the wanting someone else to try it for us first, all, all all the ego is doing is um, capping on 
everything that you say to yourself that is negative, it puts it in a little jar and it puts a few dots, a few holes in the top of that jar and releases it like a vapor into the rest of your mind. And that vapor slowly poisons your mind and keeps you thinking these negative things. So on the one side, ego is good because it, it, it forces you to project yourself out into the world. And on the other side, it's a little bit naughty. So we have to block those holes in that jar and keep it closed. And we have to say to ourselves, we're no longer going to allow those negative thoughts to hold us back. They don't affect us anymore. And a, a close friend of mine who's a deeply spiritual person, person said to me the other night, you know, we really need to start at courage. If we can keep our minds in courage and not go below that, not go into fear or doubt or um, feeling unworthy or any of those other lower vibrational feelings if we can start at courage and then move up from there move up into love and enlightenment into passion into happiness then you're always going to have that trampoline to keep you bouncing up so courage is the first thing stay there with courage if you can yeah and occasionally uh spirit will will go ahead and test you or the um not necessarily spirit but like the uh darker energies Mm -hmm. Will test you. Try to get that fear to come in for you, and out there, and, and I say it's you know they're they're just testing you to see if they can get in and uh, give you the fear. And um, when I get that feeling, I tell them it's like I'm, you know I don't have any place for you. Leave, go away. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. It's like a naughty child. Now, if we take away the feeling of it being bigger than us, the feeling of it having some kind of authority over over us. And if we say to ourselves, well, the darkness is just like a naughty child and I'm the adult and I'm not going to have that child test me, I'm going to put it in its place, put it in the naughty corner and say, no, thank you, no more, then you're always going to be the one with authority. And when it comes to being um, a spiritual person and working with spirit, because it is like being in the world of humans, as above, so below. Because if you go, like I went to a bar one time, I was in another town, I was working, and we were staying at this hotel, and we went down to the bar to have a meal, and I had a packet of chips, and this drunk fellow walked over and just put his hand in my chips, and I spun around and I said, uh, don't do that, that's not the way a gentleman acts, <laughs> because that's the way I speak to my son. That's not the way a gentleman acts. And he, he spun out. He wasn't sure what I was doing. And he, he didn't try and steal any more chips and he left me be. And um, it's that having authority, saying, no, I'm not having that. Yep. Uh, and standing up for yourself a little bit with spirit and saying, I'm only accepting benevolence. I'm not accepting anything less than that. And uh, you can do it. Anybody can do it. I meet a lot of people who feel a little bit mousy and scared when it comes to their spirituality. But own it. It's yours. It's in you. Be proud of who you are. Always. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. We'll help out Gigxit. Hello, Gigxit. You're on the air. Hi, Michael. Hi, Kat. Hi. How Thank are you? you? Doing good. Thank you for taking my call. The question is in the relationship area or anything else you want to tell me. Okay. 
Have you been feeling a little bit down around your relationship? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I, the the thing I heard in my mind was relationship doomed. So you, you're not feeling like it's going to go far? Or is that something you're saying to yourself? Um, probably to myself. Okay. Do you really want to be in this relationship? Oh, I'm not in one right now. Well, why am I hearing relationship doomed? And why did you say I, you were in one? Oh, no, I, I thought you meant the way I feel, like I, it's doomed. Um, yeah. Because I just got out of one. Ah. Ah, okay. Oh, and the energy's still very much around you. Are you still having that um, uh, broken record of the relationship going through your head? You're still trying to work your way out of that relationship in your mind? Yes. Okay, that's that's what I'm picking up on. Okay, look, it is time to turn away from the past and look into the future. You know, the first yes. thing you can do is get out and exercise. Okay. I do that. I do that. When you're exercising, what are you thinking about? How through the workout. <laughs> okay. I no, I, don't I work out I work out a lot and it it hurts it sucks and all of that yeah. and I say to myself okay you know a third of the way through halfway through you know three quarters of the way okay you're done radio go and do torture yourself some more doing something else um, if you can when you're doing your cardio that's mm -hmm. the time to start hatching a plan about what you're going to do with your life and you can say positive things to yourself like. Um, I no longer desire what I don't need to grow. Uh, simple things like that. Um, okay. What what would it take for me to advance in my career? Um, I really I really enjoy my hobby. How can I make it my profession? Or if you've got something that you know, maybe you've got some friends um, and they're going away. I really want to go away with my friends, right? What can I do about that? So we want to keep your mind in always progressing forward because you've got this broken record going on in your head at the moment about this old relationship and it's it's keeping you back, it's holding you back. But if you can exercise and at the same time because exercise is pushing you forward exercise is keeping you fit if exercise is losing you weight exercise is a positive proactive thing and if we can use that to channel your mind and rewire your brain to think positive as well then you're going to move there faster okay all right now are you going are you going out to clubs or pubs or things like that and meeting people that way no, not really. <laughs> okay. That's that's good because I was getting a warning about doing that. Just because it would be an empty feeling. Right. Okay. I don't want you to push yourself, fling yourself out there as much as I want you to build yourself back up. And um, be a grown-up woman who has a profession and has a particular ladylike way of acting and a womanly presence and allow yourself to build your fortune and build build your position in the world and let the next guy come, but on your terms and the type of person you really want. Because now you know what you don't want. 
Right. And I, I know, you know, it, it's much easier if you write down a list of pros and cons <laughs> about the right. past relationships that you've had. And so you know exactly what you don't want in relationship and exactly what you do want. There's billions of men out there in the world. So write a list of what you want in a man. I wrote a list once about six, seven, eight years ago. I wrote this list and I said exactly what I wanted. And I showed it to someone and he, he said, there is no such man. He will never exist. Well, he exists. I met him and I actually cool. went to high school with him. So it's, it's amazing how the universe will make sure that everything falls into place for you. All you have to do is keep your mind in the light. There is someone for you, but there is going to be a process to get to them. And, and I, it's you know what? I so, think I think you're telling me everything that I'm working on now, which is really great. So it's more of an affirm, you know, telling me that I'm on the right track. So I'm confirming what you're doing. I, I believe you are. Yes, yes. Okay, because I think it will come faster than you think. Once you're there doing it in the process, the the right guy will come. I can see you like a skipping stone, you know, skipping over the water is is the, you know, when you flick a stone um, and, and I can see you touching base, having a few dates, a few, um, you know, flings, but you're really, when that stone drops, it's going to drop on the right person. So get yourself out there, but build your life and be confident because you're a wonderful person. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Michael, can you keep me on hold, please? I sure can, dear. Thank you, Teresa. Okay. Yeah, Teresa's my co-host. Hi, Teresa. Yeah, she does, uh, she screens uh, the uh, the callers for us, and uh, also she's the one that uh, you talk to to go ahead and get booked on the, on the shows. Yeah. So she's a yeah, tremendous she's help. Hello, Tina from Chicago. You're on the air. Hi. Hello. Hi. How, how can we help you? Thanks for taking my call. My question is revolving around career. Okay. Michael, do you do readings as well? I feel like I'm hogging the readings. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. When I have guests on, the show's all about you and... and Promoting you okay. and all. Okay. So, uh, Tina, um, with your career, are you looking for advancement or are you looking to do something else? Because I I feel like you're at a crossroads. Yeah, actually, I'm looking for a job right now. Okay. And that job... Um, it's funny, the the words that I'm getting in my mind are drinking it in. <laughs> I think that it will be too good to be true at first. It will be an awesome thing. I don't think that it's what you expected, but it's certainly what you need. Okay. Um, the time is coming soon. I think it's also in a sector that you understand and know. as something that you've been trying to grow in. Um, but I can also see it in a level of community that you understand. Okay, so um, their culture, their way, mm -hmm. and I can see you really moving forward and progressing quite well, and I can see you moving up the ladder with that. So, uh, yes, I think that you will get a new job soon, 
and I think that it's going to be a really great job and where you take it is the sky's the limit. I can also see in time that you'll be looking at investing in either your own business or buying shares in a big business, um, you know, part ownership. Mm-hmm. Not, not um, you know, $3,000 worth of shares in a dirty great big giant business, but a part ownership. So you might buy into a third of a business, um, which will mean that it's not all on you to run it. But okay. you will be very successful. I can't see that you're going to drop that success. I can see that it will grow. And I can also see you living quite comfortably in the future because I, I get a, a vision of you sitting in a home that has like a glass conservatory, which looks very nice. So to me, that means that you'll be living quite comfortably, like plush surroundings and things like that. I don't know how you live now, but you've certainly got a comfortable life ahead of you. Okay. okay, okay. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, I thought about, like, adding on my own business at some point. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Well, look about, you know, the cultures that you understand and mm-hmm. look at what work there is involved in there. Now, it's a very multicultural society that you live in. But I think that you have a good grip on a few different cultures or ways of life and look at what there is out there business-wise and go for it because you'll do really well. Okay. And is this company a big corporation or just a small one? No, no, no. Um, Look, I I have to be honest that I I see like a concierge or a... um, Maitre D, the the person you that greets you at a restaurant and runs a thing, um, that's the vision I keep getting of you. But to me, that's somebody who's got a position of authority and somebody who's well, certainly the Maitre D, um, somebody who's organising everybody else. So you've got a position where you're um, really beginning to shine, and from there you're moving up. Okay. okay? All right. Okay. So, I mean, my my visions are sometimes cryptic. I, I'm not saying that's what the job that you're going to get. That's what I'm being given as an example of the type of um, position you can you can achieve. So, think about yourself and talk yourself up. Now's the time to talk yourself up. Don't be humble. Okay. Not when it comes okay. to getting a job. <laughs> okay. 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 Thank Lots you. Of love. Thank you. God bless you. Have a nice. okay. So what's the easy way for everyone to get a hold of you for a private one-on-one reading? Just go to my website, um, Cat is spelt with a C. And people can also connect with me on Facebook at Cat Edwards, my profile. And I also have a Facebook page called Cat Edwards Clairvoyant. And they can press like and they can communicate with me that way. And do you have any uh, local events uh, coming up? In your area that you'll be at? Yeah, well, as I said, I'll be at the Bribey Island Spiritual Church on April the 22nd. And so that's that's the main thing that I'll be doing this month. I've been keeping it quiet because I've been head down bum up studying. (laughs) Um, So I I just, um, I'm not doing anything much else at the moment but that one. Cool. Good. Yeah. We'll take a couple more calls here, and we'll talk more about you in uh, just a few moments, too. Okay. 
Hi, Tammy. You're on air. Hi. How are you guys tonight? Doing great. How can we help you? Uh, I also have a relationship question. Um, kind of wondering when you see uh, the one that I would like to be with coming back into my life and staying there for good. Okay, the first thing that I'm getting is dreamer, dreamer. So you're dreaming about this quite a bit? Um, actually, the last two nights I have seen him in my dreams, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Look, he, I, he, they're saying he keeps you satisfied, so he must be somebody that connects with you really on a communicative level a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also getting that he feels the same way. Is he in the army or something? He's away, been away for a living. That's what I'm, I'm getting, is away for his living. Um, he is out of state right now this week. He will be coming back home here next week, or, you know, by this weekend. Okay. I do know uh, that. I, I haven't spoken to him for a, a week, and he kind mm -hmm. of ended things but I don't believe he meant what he said. Okay. And um, is there a third wheel in this relationship at all, Tammy? Um, he told me there was. I don't know that she is a very strong presence, though. Okay. All right. Uh, I I want you to be happy and when there's a love triangle, it's not happy. And I want you to look at really what's for the best. Not what you want, what's for the best. Um, because your heart is a gift. And I tell this to everybody, your heart is a gift. And if you've got somebody who's playing both sides of the fence, he's got a girl here and a girl there, and you're you're one of those girls, that's no good. That's no good. So okay. I, I um I understand I understand that. Hmm. That's why I don't think she is a very strong presence. Um, because like the week before he decided to end things, we were talking about going forward with our relationship, um, moving in together, getting married, things like that. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm this is a cautionary tale. I would um, focus on being happy within yourself. Um, don't allow this guy to stuff you around. I think that he'll give you your answer pretty soon in his actions. I do feel that he has um, feelings for you, and I do feel that he cares, but he's he's obviously his own person and as far as, you know, he likes to play the field a bit. And I'm concerned about your feelings being hurt. He's already hurt them, and I don't want to see them get stomped on anymore. So I'd, I'd ask you, Tammy, to consider just um, li to um, live and let live a bit. Don't be the one that's hanging out for him and making him feel like he has some sort of power because you're hanging on to every word he says and, oh, you will come or you won't come. 
um, please come to me or any of those things that we can fall into when we really, really like somebody or love them, um, but it's not being reciprocated properly. You're worth somebody who only wants you and not to see if he can go out with somebody else as well on, on the side. So this is a cautionary tale. I think this is a lesson that you're going to have to learn. I can see that he will come back. I can see that there will be a coupling again. I don't see that it will be for a long time because I think that you're going to get the message from his actions. Things are going to... His web is going to be undone and you're going to find out the truth. And I think you're worth... You're worth... Um, monogamous monogamous relationship you're worth it you're worth somebody who's only got eyes for you so this is a dream and that's that's the thing that I was getting in the beginning was the dream and you were saying you, you were dreaming about in the last couple of nights it's a dream and I'm sorry to be so honest with you but I you know I'm also trying to be compassionate as well because I understand. I've been there. I've been with somebody I really loved and I didn't want to acknowledge that they weren't loving me back the way they should. And it's a devastation when you find out the truth. And I really don't want you to feel that you've wasted a lot of energy on this person anymore. So, yes, I do see him coming back. Yes, I see you guys coupling again for a bit. I don't see it lasting for forever. I think that there's someone much kinder, much more loving and much more monogamous coming your way and I'm getting a period of two around them. So once you've worked through the process with this guy, because it will be a process, I mean, let's all be realistic. This takes time. When, when you've gone through that process, then uh, you'll be ready for somebody who's really going to treat you right. And I think see, there'll I, also I, be... A, I was going to say there's someone waiting in the wings is the next thing that I was getting. Mm. See, okay. I, I, I respect what you're saying. I do. I, I honestly do. Um, the reason I believe he is kind of acting the way he is is because I, I hurt him a few months ago. Uh, we were together and... We were moving forward, and my ex-boyfriend came back into the picture, and I went that direction. I went back with my ex, and it, it didn't work out. Um, I, I, and with this man, his name is Dino. I, I hurt him terribly, and and I'm thinking he's backing away because he does not want to be hurt again. When there's no reason for that. I, I want to move forward with him. And we, like I said, we were moving forward. And all of a sudden he just, you know, it was a screeching halt and he backed away. Mm. Well, he could have gone a bit freaked out because you're talking marriage, um, certainly. But he he's already been seeing somebody else. And it sounds like the whole relationship has has been wrought with complications for a while. So um, because of that, you, you're now experiencing the fallout from those complications and um, the dream of this relationship is slowly, I, I don't see it being, um, I'd like to see it being a long term. I'm not against it, but I am 
seeing a realistic picture of it not being a forever. But I am also seeing somebody who is for you in the in the not too distant future. So I think that you just need to work your way out of it. You know, let it all come out. Let everything come out because there's a lot to it. I mean, if you're if you're promising your heart to somebody and then suddenly you run off, then you've really hurt that person, which is what he's done to you, and that's no fair. So well, I do really, it to him too. Yeah, well, you know, then there's shreds left. And, I mean, you can sew, sew those shreds back together, but they're never going to be the same flag they were before. So I think you really need to be realistic, Okay. Well, take care, Tammy. I think that you're a wonderful, beautiful person. You have a kind heart and soul. And um, this is a dream that has to be seen to the end. And once you've done that, then you'll be right. You'll be able to move forward. Okay? Good luck with that. Thanks. Thank you. Relationships are so hard sometimes. Aren't they ever? They really are, especially when you really want a relationship to work out um, and then you make mistakes in the relationship and mistakes are made towards you. It can be very difficult, but their relationships are really the biggest teachers that we have, I think. And I haven't met anyone who hasn't had a big relationship in their 20s that's gone bust and um, they've come out of it. Oh, my goodness, what happened there? Yes. <laughs> I haven't met... It seems like it's the rite of passage. Grow up, have a big, bad relationship. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been that way. Yeah. It was great at the beginning, meet, but... Yep. Until we finally meet the right one, and and, uh, and then it just feels right. Yeah, it does, and it's easy. It's easy, Michael. That's the thing. When you're with the right person... Um, you know, you feel like you've been together forever, but you do also know that it's only been five minutes, and um, it's easy. You you can't spend enough time with that person, but with the time apart enriches the time together, and it all just flows. Cool. Let's go ahead and take another call here. Let's get Cat on. Hello, Cat. Oh, hi. hi. How can we help you? Uh, wait a minute. I'm on Skype. You need to turn down your uh, speakers. You've got a lot of echo. Okay. How about now? It's much better. What do you think, Michael? Yeah, it sounds a lot better. Okay. What's your um, specific question? I'm working on my spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering uh, if you have any messages for me. Will this go anywhere? Oh, yes. Of course. Your spirituality always goes somewhere. It goes <laughs> into your evolution. <laughs> okay. This is this is not a pipe dream. This is reality. We have four bodies. We have a spiritual body. We have a mental body, emotional body, and a physical body. And um, your spiritual body's always been there. It's just that now you're making the telephone connection between the physical body all the way through the other two bodies into your spiritual body. And you're allowing the four to merge into one. 
and this is part of the enlightenment process that all humans have to go through and on mass at the moment we are taking it up and um it it uh forces the darkness of ignorance to shed away and it forces our minds to become enlightened which is what enlightenment is and um for you i think that have you had a lot of spiritual experiences in the past um not that many it seems like i have this new awakening but you've had something significant happen, have you not? Like what? Like a religious experience is what I'm getting for you. Like you've had something that's been a little bit unexplained. It's happened to you in the past and it's made you hungry and interested, even if you couldn't at the time. It's always been there. Uh, and I, I'm seeing it when you were a child or when you were a young person. Something just it might have been something that you didn't realise at the time was a spiritual experience. But I think that you've been having little flags come up along the way. Do you ever see sparks in the air? No, no. if you're in a room you see sparkles? No. The more connected to your guides, the more you will. You soon will. The sparks in the air are usually your guides. And they can sparkle different colours. Often my guides will sparkle blue. That's when they want to communicate. Okay. Um, you also have an ability to do lucid dreaming. Have you heard of that? Uh-uh. Okay, lucid dreaming is when you control your dreams. Oh. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's when you have, you give yourself um, a word that when you're feeling, you know, a safety word. So it might be banana or it might be port wine. Or uh, it might be shoes and socks. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's it's a a word or a phrase that you would say to yourself if you wanted to wake up because things were getting a little bit scary or a little bit un, out of control or something like that. But you can do lucid dreaming courses. The Gnostics, I'm pretty sure, G N O S T I C um, Gnostics, yeah, C S. Um, I'm pretty sure they do astral traveling and lucid dreaming courses. Um, Check it out with a authority, you know, somebody that you know, an organisation you know are on the right track. Don't just Google it and go with anyone because you never know what cuckoo you're going to learn from. But you want to be going with some um, authority, organisation, spiritual or metaphysical organisation when you learn how to do it. But you will be quite powerful in lucid dreaming. And I'm sure there's people out there listening who have way more experience with this than me but there's lucid dreaming and astral traveling and it might be one and the same it depends on the person that you speak to but you have a gift with that um now the other thing is that because of that you'll be able to use your mind to connect with others um now this might be sound a bit far out to some people but some people will understand when um, we're all spiritual beings occupying a body, so this body is our meat suit and we're all spiritual beings occupying the body. And if we're good at astral travel and lucid dreaming, we can at will go and visit other people just like um, your guides visit you, just like uh, a, an earthbound might come along. 
you can as a, a live person cruise around in spirit in the actual form and you can go check people out. Now, um, I think that you can be quite good at this and the people that I think that you would more than likely be checking out is people who have some sort of deep love connection with you, grandchildren, children, people that you care about. And I can see you making connections with people who you know are in a hospice situation and um, who you can't get to for whatever reason. I think that you, once you get this, how you, how you get this, once it clicks with you, you're really going to be doing it to go and give love to people that, that you really care about. And you're also going to be connecting with your guides at a much higher vibrational level because you'll be connecting through the spirit realm. Does that all make sense to you? Yeah, it does. It does. Because uh-huh. I had a reading and they said you'll be doing something much more than, like, I want to take Reiki. Mm-hmm. And they said you're going to be doing something much more than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, if you were to do Reiki, you would take that in a deeper spiritual healing um than your average Reiki practitioner will be able to give. Go with it. Do the Reiki. It's an, a way of opening the door for you because you um, you feel you're at a novice level. Actually, what's at a novice level is your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind already knows all of this, and all you're doing is reminding yourself. Yes, so, I don't know how to break out of this, you know. Break out of your spiritual path? No, Well, no, just like, get rid of this block, I guess, or whatever is holding me back. Yeah. Yeah, look, I totally understand about blocks. I I don't like them, and they're annoying, but it's a lesson in itself, learning how to get rid of blocks. And it depends on the block. Can you name the block? Do you know what it is that's blocking you? Well, somebody said it was uh, my grandfather's DNA. Um that, that he was, um, he always felt lonely. Yeah, okay. Um, I've heard that. I'm, sh- I'm sure that, uh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to disrupt you there. I, I'm sure that your grandfather might have been feeling lonely, but he's not blocking you. What What normally happens is when you have a block, it's something that you're thinking about yourself. Okay, so I went through a period of time where I didn't think that I had enough self-confidence to be a professional reader anymore, and I blocked myself because I lost, I I was dwelling in self-doubt and I lost my confidence. Okay, I I went through a period of time where I felt I couldn't meditate, and whenever I did, nothing had happened because I had a block that I was afraid that I would not be able to meditate, so I couldn't. Um, you have a, a block that is your own personal block. It's not to do with somebody you love who's passed on. It's your block. And it's to do with the way that you're thinking about you. Most blocks are like that. Sometimes they're from a past life. And if that's the case, then there's a message in it and there's a lesson to be learned and there's a journey through it. But I feel that at the moment, What's blocking you is more about your self-doubt and your feelings of worthiness of being able to do this 
um, rather than what your grandfather once felt in his lifetime. And how do I get over that? You get over it by working through it by um, talking with mentors who are not, you're not paying them. Uh, in your spiritual church, you might have a reverend or somebody who's fairly advanced who you can talk to about your blocks. Often we use a lot of um, psychology in understanding and counselling and understanding ourselves in order to move forward. And it's an aha moment, as Oprah Winfrey says, that makes you go, oh, that's what it is. And once you've got that, the block goes away. It's it could be something as simple as, when I was a child, my Sunday school teacher told me I wasn't good enough. And that's been blocking me ever since because it's been back in my, and I'm speaking hypothetically there, it's been back in my subconscious for all this time and that's what's blocking me. So it could be really something very simple. It's about talking it out. It could, it could be my mother saying, you were a mistake, you weren't supposed to be born. Well, that would block you a lot. You know, it could you know, be... That would block you on so many levels if that happened it, to you. It could be something like that, and I just, you know... Yeah. Yes. Just, you know, do you feel that way? Do you feel that you were a mistake and you weren't no. meant to be born? No. That's good. Do you believe it? No. How much good has come of you being alive? Um, I think I've helped people along the way. You got children? No. Mm-mm. No? You've got family? I do have family. I have a sister, a brother. And they got children? No, n no, we never, none of us ever had kids. You're not breeders. Oh, no. my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I have this great love for animals. Okay, there's your children. Yeah. Okay, there's your mothering. Animals are like children. You know, like, you know your real little kids that have this real innocent perfectness about them? Mm-hmm but they're very determined and they know who they are. That's like an animal. Animals are awesome. Absolutely love them. I mean, I love uh, I love kids, but I just yeah, never had them. Yeah. No, well, that's fair enough. You have brought a lot of good to, into the world. Your existence is important. And where you go with it is also very important because you are opening yourself up spiritually. So it, what if you don't become the next John Edward? It doesn't matter. What matters is that you're a beacon of light for others to be inspired by. And I can see you in your own spiritual uh, community coming to a maturity with your spiritual growth and helping others to conceive of theirs and growing through theirs. And I can also see you writing down your messages and I can see you being a, quite a strong, powerful spiritual uh, presence because you've got this ability to do the astral travel and because you've got this ability to do the lucid dreaming, you're going to be able to bring all of that into your physical experience. And you're also going to be able to match up with healing guides and guides that have... Um, a muse or a presence with them that 
helps you to become more creative and in doing so you're going to be able to bring more music and song to the world as well and I can see you growing very very rapidly once you remove these blocks and as I said to you it's just a matter of time it's only all you have to do is you have to sit down with somebody and you have to talk about it and maybe they'll give you a healing you can swap healings you don't have to pay people a lot of people in the spiritual growth area just want to help each other Mm-hmm. Get yourself to a spiritual church or organization near you and start becoming involved and start getting into their meditation groups and their healing groups and learn. Learn. Soon you'll become the master. You'll be the one teaching others. It won't be, it'll be in, no, within the next five years. You've got okay. a lot to teach. Ooh. Okay? And you're going out there and you're going to be somebody who's going to be quite powerful. But yeah, these blocks are just, um, they're hurt feelings and their self-doubt, and their feelings that um, maybe you can't, or maybe it's not true, or maybe you, you know, why would you, what's so good about me? All of these silly feelings come up. But when you when you realize what the block is or, and how deep that block runs, that's when it all, because you've, you've shone a light on the lie, it can't be there anymore. Okay? Okay, thank Does you so much. Okay, oh good luck. Yeah. Big help. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye, dear. Bye. Well, she was really great, wasn't she? She has a lot yeah. to give the world. Uh, I loved her energies. Yeah. Yeah, I think that she's going to be a real powerful force in her community. Let's go to Darvi. Hello, Darvi. Hey, Michael. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing very good. I just thought I'd uh, call into your show for the first time. Well, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. So how can we help uh, you tonight? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I was just kind of curious of when my financial situation was going to actually start to turn around into the positive, the direction that I wanted to go. I think that, uh, hi, hi, Darby, how are you? I'm doing Kat good, Kat. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Um, your financial situation at the moment, um, the, t- the message I'm getting is it's slim uh, and you want it to be fat. Is that yeah. right? <laughs> that is a thank very you. accurate description. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's the description that I'm getting. Is it slim and you want it to be fat? It can be fat, but it's um, a matter of you making a few sacrifices and turning your head around into a new direction. I think that you can if you take on something else that is um, going to be more of a part-time venture. Um, also, are you are you an adventurous person, Darby? Uh, when the mood strikes, yes. Okay, because I just had a sudden vision of you jumping out of a plane in a parachute, which tells me that you're an adventurous person. Um, okay. I wonder if you can explore your options with that industry. What do you do now for a living? Uh, right now I am a weight loss coach and I am also expanding into the spiritual realm with psychic reading. Okay. Weight loss coach. No wonder. 
Okay, and you're you're doing psychic readings. You know what? I've got this whole thing going on in my head about you doing this course where you're teaching people to turn their life around. You're teaching them. You you're giving them spiritual guidance. You're teaching them how to lose weight, and you're teaching them to face their fears. If you were to combine it all, if you were to say you have a package where you give um and and um also look don't call it psychic readings call it some sort of guidance or you know use another word that the corporate world likes um mm-hmm. just because i think that you can get people who are the walking dead who are in gray suits doing the 9 to 5 who are not passionate about their lives there's a lot of them and mm-hmm. you can get them on weekends and um holidays week week and one week or weekend retreats and you can um team up with an adventure club and you can get mm-hmm. them teach them about nutrition weight loss uh get, open them up to their spirituality awaken them and uh, arise within them the fountain of spirituality that is just at the moment capped Give them some spiritual guidance, like, you know, spin them out a bit because I think that you've got that gift that you can. So you can mm-hmm. name and shame sort of the the little guilty pleasures that they might have. You might say, oh, Larry, I know you really like those chocolate thick shakes from that fast food company. You've got to stop that. You can, you can name and shame because you've got that spiritual gift, okay? And spin them out and make them go, oh, my God, this guy's on, on the right path. And build them up to the point where you've got them bungee jumping or jumping out of a perfectly good airplane or doing some sort of adventure path at, at the end of the whole weekend when they leave punch in the air saying, oh, my God, that was awesome. I'm really excited about my life. And now I've got a plan to get the hell out of my nine-to-five rut and actually do what I want. Mm. I think you can make a lot of money out of it, and I also think that you can put it onto disc and that you can teach people. You can get the essence of that, and you can teach people. So that those people who can't come to your retreats, you can do tele-seminars, you know, um, <clears throat> and you can write books, and you can turn this around if you want into something that can be a multi-million dollar profession. Oh, wow. That's if you want to do it. If you need to want to put the time into it and the effort, yes. I think you can. Excellent. So, uh, but in the near future, I'll at least uh, be getting stable. I guess would be the phrase I would use. Yeah, I think that you can be stable if you put some. If you think about everything that you've got to offer, and you put it together mm-hmm. into a package, even a rudimentary package, you can you can fine tune it later. Okay. Um, have you heard of Lisa Sasevich? She's supposed to be quite big in the US. I actually have not. Okay, um, S Sasevich S A O V I C H I think. Check her out. She has mm-hmm. some courses and some CDs and stuff about how to sell your product without sounding salesy. So mm-hmm. you can get people in learning about what you what you want, and they're buying you know blocks of of time with you. So five. 10 sessions, a weekend retreat, you know, buying blocks of time with you. You've um, quickly got get a book together, 
get that self-published. I do think that you will have to invest a small amount of money into this, but I think that you can really make it go of it. Okay. Okay. So if you if you've got you know stuck doing a job where it's boring and but it's bringing in the money, paying the bills, don't stop that till you've got this moving. But get it moving. Yeah. Because I'm actually going to do get well. one of those. <laughs> okay. Well, I can see. Well, I was seeing a job stack in shelves. So I can see you doing something that's a bit boring. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but it pays the bills. So okay. just get a job that you know will pay the bills. You know it's mm-hmm. you've got the skills to do it. It'll pay the bills. And in your spare time, get your passion up and running because you're going to do well. Okay, excellent. Okay. Good luck with that, Darby. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good night, dear. We'll talk to you soon. Later. Okay. Let's go ahead with Lisa in New York. Hello, Lisa. Hi. Awesome program. Um, I have a question about my finances. Um, I'm expecting a settlement. I wanted to know, would that be enough to help turn my luck and my life around, like a beginning step? Hi, Lisa. It's Kat here. Um, Yes and no. I think you have to be a little bit smart with it when you get it. You need to put some money aside that you won't spend because I can see that there is going to be a shopping spree. Um, oh. And it'll probably be, you know, what you really need. Uh, you know, if you've been hanging off and you don't have any decent underwear, a nice dress, or maybe you want some furnishings, that sort of deal, you're you're going to want to do it. And I can also see you wanting to go out and like have a meal and celebrate and things like that. So I would be smart about this. I'd say, radio, I know that I'm going to need to buy these things. I'm going to put two thousand aside, and I'm going to say that's for my blowout. And the rest is in a term deposit. Okay. Okay? And lock it away. Then you're going to be able to use it wisely. But don't be... Don't be saying to yourself, I'm not going to spend a cent of this and do um, until I've done this, that, and the other. Give a little bit of it to yourself and then use the rest wisely and you'll be fine. Okay. Okay? Yes. Okay, good luck with that, Lisa. Thank you. And let's go ahead and bring on Sherry from Tennessee. Uh, hi, this is Sherry. Hello, Sherry. Oh, uh, yeah, hi, this is Sherry. Hi, Sherry, how are yeah. you? Oh, I'm doing okay and um, not so good. Um, I have a question of, um, about um, stolen property. Um, I was wondering if the um, stolen uh, property that was stolen from my apartment um is that like a um, the person who stole the sto- uh, storage bin, and and if so, um, I was wondering um, have they or you know if you see like when do they plan to sell it? Okay, um, I didn't quite get your whole question there, Cherie. You, um, I'll I'll just tell you what I heard because it's a bit staticky on the line. You've 
you want is it right you want to buy property and you've got stuff in storage and you want to know when they're going to sell the property you want to buy is that what you're saying to me oh no um recently um about a month ago um somebody like a maintenance man or something came in um the apartment that I used to live in and and uh so um my, uh, me my mom and my son's uh belongings and I I kind of sense um, I have a little bit of intuition. I kind of sense or predict this in their storage, but I was wondering if you could see that it's, if it's in the storage. I mean, is it in the storage bin? And if it is, um, I was wondering if the, uh, if you see them um, selling it any time soon. Okay. All right. Now I understand. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about buying and selling property, like a house. Okay. Um. You've done this. You've told the police. Um. Well, it happened um, last month on March the second, um, but we didn't actually know that until we came back into the apartment um, 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 about uh, two uh, two weeks later, and we saw like a note on the counter that said um, that they were going to clean their apartment for us or something like that, and. And they didn't, you know, just clean it. They just, um, just, you know, stole the. I mean, they cleaned it, but they stole the all of our uh, belongings out. And did, um, did you tell the police? Um, at the time I was. Oh no, I didn't tell the police. Um, okay, at the you time, need to tell um, the police. I, okay. Um, I was wondering. Um, do you think I should wait to um. I figure out uh, what where the pro, uh, pro I mean what storage bin the property is located at, and just call uh, go to the storage bin and then call the police no. there or just file no. a report. No, 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 don't put yourself in any danger. No way. No, rear, rear, danger. Flashing lights. Stop, stop. Get your facts straight. You've got the written note. They were the only people who came into your apartment. You suspect it's at this storage shed, write down the address, the number of the storage shed, you know, there'll be storage shed 103 or whatever it is. Um, go to the police and tell them what's going on and ask them to investigate it because you don't want some idiot hurting you or your family over things, over property. And I, I know that... That, that has cost you money. Some of it might have a sentimental value that is important to you. But your life and the life of the people in your, your life are more priceless than any bits and pieces that you might own. Don't go and do this on your own. That's why there's the police there. You really need to go to the police and have them investigate it. Okay? I, I can't stress that enough. Don't do this on your own. You know, if these guys have a gun or a knife and you rock up and say, you've got my stuff, and they shoot you, you're going to regret it. So really, you know, go and speak to the police about it. It's been a couple of weeks, that's fine. You know, if the policeman behind the counter is a bit rude, well, you pay your taxes, you're paying for his job, and you can say, look, excuse me, I'm being respectful to you, please be respectful to me. 
I realise I should have told you straight away. We thought we could deal with it on our own. I know that was the wrong thing. Could you please investigate this matter? If that guy's rude to you, you are to speak to the senior constable or the sergeant, whatever the rank is, and you get somebody to help you. Don't do this on your own. Big bad wrong. Oh. Don't do it. Okay. Um, do you uh, see that? Do you predict that it's like a storage in uh, I mean, in a, our property is in a storage bin? Um, yeah, like a garage. So whether that's an uh, in a formal storage facility or if it's attached to to a, ha a house, I do get a garage. Oh, like it looks um, kind of like a garage. Yeah, and I I also get things in in a box, and I can see things being handed out. So I'm not sure if they've still got your stuff, but you do need to find out. And there's only one way, and that's through the police. Don't do it on your own. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. Please, Sheree, okay. you're you're really important. You're an important person, and bad people are not as important as you, and your belongings are not as important as you, and your family are important. And you know what would happen to them if something happened to you because you went after them? How would they yeah. feel? Okay. Yeah. Go to the police. Mm -hmm. Go from there. Okay. Good luck with that. Please take care. Oh, okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. You there, Michael? Yes, I'm here, my dear. Computer's racking uh, springs on me. Oh, okay. I, I think that there's a message there for everybody. You know, we all get wronged in life sometimes, but uh, don't you don't have to deal with things on your own. There are organizations like the police out there. Use them. It's really important that you do, even if you're afraid to because you think, oh, you know, someone might come down on me because of the police, because I got the police involved. It's better than going vigilante on it and ending up hurt yourself. And uh, in, in the USA, in Australia, we see that there's guns and that people use them. We don't have... Um, Gun law. We have gun laws here, so we don't have people who bear arms unless they're in organised crime, um, which is you know they're they're obviously the bad guys anyway. Um, and we are, we very rarely have shootings, and people are in gun clubs if they want to use guns. So I'm talking from an observant, an observer, and someone who's visited, um, and it alarms me that there are people who don't ask the police for help when they are people out there concealing weapons. Please, please ask the police for help. Yeah, hopefully they'll be there to, be able to help you out. Absolutely. And that's what their job is. That's great. We'll squeeze in one more call here. Let's go ahead and get Sarah from New Jersey on. Hello, Sarah. Hey, good evening. How are you? Doing great. How can we help you? Um, I'm calling to see what you saw as far as any uh, changes or transitions coming up for me in the next couple of months. Oh. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how, how are you? Hi, <laughs> thanks. Uh, I'm good, thanks. It's Kat here. I'll be doing your reading. So you're at a, a crossroads in your life? Yes. Are you looking to travel much, Sarah? Because I get a real travel vibe around you. 
I've been hoping for it. I haven't done it in, God, almost a decade. (laughs) Oh, really? I think it's coming up time for you to start doing a bit of traveling. And I can see kicking your heels up and having a good time as well. It's a real, like, uh, as if you were on a cruise ship, you know, you're dancing the night away, day, night after night, that sort of deal is what I'm getting for you. Um, and then I'm also, the next vision I get is you, like, in um, the Peru, Peru, the Andes, somewhere where it's beautiful and you're climbing mountains and you're staying in lovely little um, uh, motels that are nestled into the mountains. And I, I see you with a friend. Have you got a male companion right now? No. Okay, no. well, well, I think you might end up with one, and I think you might be a bit of a travel buddy. Okay, so weekends away and your holidays, I think you're going to take traveling, this, getting out. Is this going to be like a spiritual journey? I mean, there's some sort of, when you talk about uh, going to the Andes or Peru? Only if you want it to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I get sometimes my visions aren't, um, sometimes they're cryptic. So uh, I do get Andy's Peru, um, but you might end up in the mountains somewhere in your country. Oh, okay. Um, and it will look very similar to what I've seen in my in my vision. And you, and you might have someone come up to you and say, oh, this is just like Peru. Oh, but, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we just had a, a weight loss coach come on before, and I, I saw him jump out of a plane, and he, I said, are you adventurous? And he said, oh, oh sort of. And then I, I saw that, and I saw a whole package for him to give to others using jumping out of a plane. So, um, you know, we all work differently. I wish that I could say, yes, it's exactly where you're going. No, but the vision was The vision was um, dancing the night away, having a, the time of your life, climbing oh. beautiful slopes, looking at a lovely, lovely vista, staying in beautiful little resorts and hotels nestled in the mountains, you know, Swiss Alps, Andes, maybe okay. even the Rockies, I, just some beautiful places for the soul, your spirit will rise, definitely, and I see you getting happier and happier and happier. No, okay, I feel so, like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, is it your job you're looking at changing? Looking for one, actually, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, look outside the square and go for something a little bit different. Even a travel consultant, that'll certainly get you out there, traveling. I haven't um, dreamed about doing that. Yeah, well, go and do it. Do the course and get your bum on that seat. That's your job if you want it. I think that you can do something that will involve travel, would be marrying the two things together and you'd be really, really successful at it. You've got a profession or a skill there that you can use. Look outside the square as to how you can use it. You may not necessarily always have to be in the same industry. You know, um, you can take it to a lot of different fields. So look outside the square. I'll give an example. Somebody who's into nursing might not might have um, also had a job in retail as a as a kid and going through nursing school. Marry the two together. You're somebody who's selling medical equipment. In Australia, that's a $150,000 a year job with travel benefits. Mm. So, you know, um, you you can do it. You can look at the skills that you've got, marry them together, and take yourself in a new direction. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, great. I appreciate it. All right. Good luck, Sarah. 
right. Many blessings to you. Thank you. Many blessings. Thank you. Doyle, you're on the air. Hey. How y'all doing? Good. How can we help you? Hey, I don't see you see anything nice about this fella. Nice about you? Yeah. You like gardening, Doyle? Ma'am? Yeah. Do you ever get in the garden? Do you ever till the soil? Grow your own veg? Well, something like that. I didn't understand what you said, but what, what was your question again? <laughs> you not understand my accent? Uh-uh. What, what, what was okay. your question? Well, you wanted to know, did I see anything nice about you, is that right? Yeah. Yes, ma'am, around Meridian, Mississippi. Uh-huh. I see that you've got yeah. a green thumb. Green thumb? Mm-hmm. Which means that I'm, I'm good with growing, what, attitudes or something? No, grow a plant. <laughs> you can grow an attitude if you wanted, but I don't think your mother would appreciate it. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. What, else, what else do you see nice? Nice. Well, I'm, I want to follow that line of thinking with you that you've got a green thumb, that you've got a real knack with growing things. And I really like that because that means that you've got an affinity with nature. And um, I can see that you you have, um, you're going to find more and more uh, wild animals connecting, communicating with you. Um, so at first it might be that uh, you always seem to have a particular, like a coyote that always seems to hang around, or um, actually that's something I, I do get a vision of is you feeding a wild animal like a coyote. I don't know if you have them where you live. <laughs> I don't know very much about Mississippi, I'm sorry. But I I see that there is a connection with nature with you and that you, you'll be very good at feeding yourself and your family um, through growing your own vegetables and animals. I don't know if you're a farmer. You don't have to be somebody who lives on a farm you can have a an apartment and grow your vegetables in a veranda or a hydroponic setup so you don't you don't have to be you don't have to have a lot of space to do that but I think that you've got a gift with that and I think that you really grow within yourself a lot as you're growing your veg vegetables I can see that you can be quite a kind-hearted soul and that you you have a lot of genuineness about you, and I think sometimes you hide that. And you, you are you a prankster? Do you like to make jokes and play pranks? Oh, we just lost him. I'm not sure what happened. Oh, that's a pity. Well, Doyle, I think there's if he's still listening, I think there's a lot that's nice about you, and you've got a good heart and a green thumb. You're a nature spirit. Very curious too. Yeah, <laughs> you seemed a nice fellow. Let's go ahead. We'll squeeze in Karen. Hello, Karen. Hey there. How are you? Doing great. How can we help you? Hi, Kat. Um, Hi, Karen. I've I've gone through a lot of changes in the last year. I um, lost my job where I was living and then lost my father, and I moved in with my mother 
prior to my father passing, and I'm still unemployed and trying to get on my feet. Do you see anything positive changing? <laughs> yeah. So, but I do. And okay. I think it starts, it starts from within you first before yes. it will start to reflect out of you. Okay. So you've you've been grieving for a lot. You've not just been grieving for your father, which is a big, big thing yeah. to grieve for. Yeah. You've you've lost your job and your home, and that's also grieving for your independence, yep. grieving for uh, having that life that you had and that direction that you had and suddenly the carpet's been pulled out from underneath you and you don't know where you are anymore. And I would expect that you also don't know who you are or you've been feeling you don't know who you are. Are you getting any counselling right now, Karen? Have you been going and speaking to somebody who's not involved in your life? Um, no, I mean, I've been basically trying to work it out with myself and taking each day and I started school and started moving forward, so... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not trying to remain in the past. I'm trying to move forward. Yeah, I understand that, and that's really awesome. But I, I think that you could probably get some tools to help you go, work through your grief if you were to speak to somebody. Okay. And just for maybe the next, um, even only five or six weeks. I, know, I don't think that you need a lot of sessions, but I do think that you need some sessions just to get your head right. Okay. okay. For for you to accept your father's passing and accept the change in life that you've had and for you to then say, right, I've got a plan. I'm a okay. woman on a mission with a plan. <laughs> and that plan is going to get me right. That plan is going to get me back on track and moving forward with my life. Now, you've already started school. Is yeah. there somebody, is there yeah, somebody at at your college, that a guidance counselor, you know, who's employed by the college, a student counselor well, or something? No? I'm, I'm I'm 50 years old, so <laughs> I would probably need, you know, I do have COBRA insurance where I can go and get, you know, counseling, so that's not okay. a problem. Access it, access it, mate, because it's what you really need right now to just sit, to get your plan of attack back on track, okay. and I can see you, I can see you making some headways with that. Um, okay. So connect with me after the show on Cat Edwards Clairvoyant, Cat with a C, and um, we can talk about it some more if you like. But I really think that you can make this work. Okay. And uh, are you going into teaching at all? Teaching seems, or standing up in front of others and speaking seems to be part of it. Oh, Lord. Um I do like teaching. However, I've been in business for 30 years. I've been an accountant. Uh huh. All right. So teach what you know. Oh no, I I I was always the trainer when somebody new came in. Oh, you were. Yeah. Okay. And what are you studying? I'm just taking business courses some more, just to keep my mind busy, so I don't become idle. You know. So. Um. You know, so it helps me move forward a little bit. Okay. Well, I think that you'll do well, but I um, think that there's something else that you need to do that will be a little bit more creative, a little bit more um, left of field that you need to add to that. So, um, yeah, the business courses are great, but try and look at maybe doing something a little bit different 
that you can add to it that will be something fun. Okay. Maybe train, maybe train as um, a life coach yourself, or um, yeah, look at doing something that's a little bit out there that that is going to be able to combine it all. Okay. Okay. We can talk about that some more after the show if you like. Um, just access my website and I'll I'll talk to you for free. Okay. Thank you very much, Kat. I really appreciate it. Okay, Karen. It was great speaking with you. Thank you. Good night, dear. Night. Oh, it's been wonderful having you on the show tonight. Well, thank you for inviting me on, Michael. It's been an awesome show. It's been really great speaking with everybody and speaking with you. And uh, how can everyone get a hold of you for private readings again? Yeah, you just go to my website, www.catedwardsclairvoyant.com. Cat is spelt with a C, C A T. And uh, you just go onto the readings page. You can see um, what what I've got up there. And uh, just uh, book yourself in. You send a message to me via that page. Or you can go to the Contact Us page and uh, you can get my email address. So have a look around on that. I've got lots of links and things that are happening. And you can get all the links to my social networking on that page as well. Cool. Well, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully uh, we can get you back on the show again. And I hope yeah, you have yourself to. a uh, blessed day, because I know it's, uh, what is it, mid to late afternoon for you? It's coming up for 2 p.m., and we're at Good Friday today. Well, you have yourself a wonderful Friday. Uh, many blessings to you. Have yourself thank a wonderful you. Easter weekend, too. Thank you, and um, many blessings to all the listeners out there. Thank you so much to Shauna, Nathaniel, Gidget, Tina, Tammy, Kat, Darby, Lisa, Cherie, Sarah, Doyle, and Karen. Thank you so much for calling in. It was wonderful speaking to you all. You have yourself a wonderful day, my dear. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, that's what we have for upcoming guests. Y'all have been waiting for a while to get him on here. You've heard him on other shows, but we've had him here quite a few times. And, uh, you know, a lot of the ladies call him Dishy Sid because uh, he's just phenomenal energies. Uh, he's going to be here tomorrow night with us, 10 o'clock Eastern time, so don't forget to tune in. And on Sunday, direct from the U.K. is one, the none other than Julie Miller. Everyone has had a wonderful time with her uh, coming on here. And on Monday, we have an early show. On Mondays, we do early shows. 8 o'clock Eastern Time is uh, Phyllis King and then Allison Hayes, the rock girl. They're going to be both be joining us. We're going to have Phyllis King on first. And then we're going to have the rock girl on for the second hour. So uh, you're going to have two wonderful readers here. So call in early. And on Tuesday, Karen Downing. She's going to be doing Aurora... Aura messages, Aurora messages, uh, which should be interesting. It's always wonderful when we get different types of readers on here, so they get to go ahead and, and see what our auras are and uh, uh, different uh, things in here. Uh, call in early also for Julie Miller because she does fill up quickly. Her her shows, uh, you know, a lot of times we've had people calling in, and it's taken over an hour and a half to get them on here uh, to get your call through. It's uh, how many people we've had uh calling in for her and don't forget uh with uh sid's show tomorrow if we because again he's another one where the shows book up people are waiting to get in line and talk to him 
So what we do is uh, occasionally we do these. It's a fundraiser to help us keep growing the center and to be able to stay on the air. So if you want to go ahead and get bumped up, we guarantee you get on to see uh, to talk with Sid. Is uh, we'll put the link up, and you make a ten dollar donation, and uh, that will help get you bumped up next in the queue. Uh, if you go to be the light metaphysical center dot com forward slash donation dash two t o dash support dash b t l as donation to support uh, be the light. And click on there. You'll have to put your phone number in as well, so we'll know what area code and number you're calling from. We'll go ahead and bump you up, so uh, you'll definitely be able to go ahead and get on there. And it's just $10. Some places do $20, $25, $30 in order to do that. We figure $10 is uh, is a fair amount, and that does help us to stay on the air and to be able to bring you Dishy Sid and, uh, again, Cat uh, Edwards all the way from Australia. So, you know, we have many wonderful guests joining us. And it's with your donations that are, are allowed us to do that. And if you're not wanting to get on with the SID or you can't really do a $10 donation to help, you, know, you can always call in 15 minutes earlier. Make sure you get in the queue. We'll go ahead and take calls as they come in so if we don't have any people that made a donation. You're next in line. You go ahead and get on there. Uh, every dollar helps. So if you can still make a donation to help us out, just go to BeTheLightMetaphysicalCenter.com. Lower left-hand corner, you'll see where it says Donation. Just go ahead and click on there, and uh, you know that uh, helps out. But it's a special link that I just talked about, uh, Donation to Support BTL, is the one there that will allow you to be able to go ahead and get bumped up in the queue. So until tomorrow night when we have Dishy Sid all the way from California with a beautiful, wonderful English accent, Wonderful energies about him. Phenomenal readings. So until then, have fun, be good, and if you haven't heard it yet today, know that you are loved because God loves you and so do I. Good night, everyone.